Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. Good morning, this is Praying Medic. This is Supernatural Saturday, and we are in Chapter 12, The Word of Knowledge. Thanks for joining me. Continuing in the book, last week's lesson was Healing 101, and we put together some of the things we've already learned in the previous lessons. We discussed how to take authority and the power that God has given us and take it to the streets and pray for people, get people healed. This week, I'm going to talk about the word of knowledge, and I'm going to talk about some biblical examples of the word of knowledge, and I'll give you some personal testimonies from my own life. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the word of knowledge is mentioned. This is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 10. But the manifestation of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another is given the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. So the Apostle Paul is describing all the different gifts of the Spirit. These gifts are manifestations of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. It is the way in which the character and the nature of God is manifest in us and through us. That's how I see the gifts of the Spirit. It's how God operates or manifests His character through us. For the purpose of deliverance, healing, leading people to Jesus, for a lot of different things. The gifts of the Spirit have many different purposes, but Remember, Paul said that the gifts are for the edification of the body, the body of Christ. So when you think of the gifts of the Spirit, you're primarily how this operates among believers and for the benefit of believers. Although things like word of knowledge and word of wisdom sometimes operate in us to bring people to God who don't know about him. And we'll cover that in just a few minutes. So what exactly is a word of knowledge? Well, a word of knowledge is information. It is facts that are true about a situation or about a person. It's information and facts that we don't have access to in our natural ability to know things. It is knowledge of facts that are beyond our ability to know without supernatural revelation. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, if you were talking to somebody in a waiting room at a hospital, there would be no way that you would know that person had migraine headaches or something if you were just talking to them, unless God revealed that to you. In the same way that a word is a fragment of a sentence, a word of knowledge is a little bit of information that God has about that person's entire situation. So God doesn't tell us 
all of the information about that person's life or that situation. He tells us a little bit. A word of knowledge is similar to a word of wisdom, but I'm going to make a distinction here. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is knowing what to do with information. I know a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge. They have book smarts. They're intelligent, but they don't have wisdom because they don't know how to apply the information, the knowledge that they have in their own personal life. They make bad choices, bad decisions. They lack wisdom. They have plenty of information. They have plenty of knowledge. They don't have wisdom. So a word of knowledge is information from God. A word of wisdom tells you what to do with the information you have. A word of knowledge might be, for example, that person has a loss of hearing. That's a fact. That's information. God might tell you in vision, in a thought, that person is not able to hear. They have deafness. Now, that's information, but what do you do with it? If the Lord told you they have a demonic device attached to their head and you see in a vision, you see yourself removing that demonic device from that person's head, that is a word of wisdom. It's telling you what to do with the information you have. That's the difference between a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. Words of knowledge and words of wisdom can come in many different ways. I most often receive them through things that I see in my mind. God communicates to us in many different ways. He communicates to us through thoughts that appear in our mind. Many people hear the voice of God as the still small voice, that voice that speaks inside of you. I describe it more as I get these thought impressions that I know are not mine. They're from a source outside of me. Like that still small voice that we get these impressions and thoughts and we kind of know that they're not ours. Another way is visual imagery that we see in our mind. Now, up until 2008, I had never seen a vision. I just, when I closed my eyes, I didn't see anything. I just saw blackness. But I went through a period of time where God was training me and I learned how to see spiritual revelation in the form of visions. And all it is, is impressions of things you see in your mind. It's like you have that little TV screen in your mind, and that is where you see visions. A lot of people try to make seeing visions real spooky and kind of mystical. Most of the visions that, that God gives us are not that spooky and not that mystical. They're actually kind of, kind of mundane and boring. <laughs> Except that when you start to realize, oh, that's God showing me stuff. Then you think, well, maybe it's not so mundane and boring. But they're, they're not visions that God gives us when he's giving us revelation are not all that weird and spooky. They don't have to be. They can be. Some of them are. I've had some visual, some revelatory experiences where I saw things in the spirit that were um, a little bit spooky. But generally speaking, they're not all that weird. And for those of you who are interested, I did write another book called Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. In this book, I walk people through the simple process of understanding how God speaks to us through visual revelation. How do you know when something that you see in your mind is from you or if it's from God or if it's from a demon? That book is 
pretty good information for people who want to learn more about seeing visions. And as long as I'm at it, I might as well tell you about this one, hearing God's voice. So I talked a little bit about how God speaks to us through the still small voice, through impressions that we receive in our mind. And God speaks to us in so many ways. He speaks to us through the circumstances of our life, through music, through art, through the weather. That book covers all the different ways in which God speaks to us. God is always speaking to us. If you're not hearing God, it's not because he's not speaking to you. It's because you haven't really tuned in to the frequencies and the modes of communication that he's using. And you can learn how to do that. It's not difficult. It's not, the, it's not like some people are gifted and other people don't have the gift. Everyone can learn how to hear God. We can all hear God's voice. We can all receive revelation. Sometimes God speaks through silence. That is true. But um, he, is, he is kind of a blabbermouth to me. Uh, I get thought impressions and leading and revelation from God pretty continuously throughout my day. God can also give words of knowledge and words of wisdom through dreams. I've had many words of knowledge through dreams. And he can also give words of knowledge through pain that we feel in our body, believe it or not, if you don't know this. Examples from the scripture of words of knowledge. When Jesus told two of his disciples, go into town and you'll find a donkey that no one has ever ridden. Go get that donkey and bring it here. Jesus had a word of knowledge. He knew where the donkey was. He knew no one had ever ridden that donkey. He knew where it was. The Holy Spirit told him about the donkey. That's a word of knowledge. When Jesus met the woman at the well of Samaria, he said to her, woman, go get your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And he said, it is rightly you have said you don't have a husband. You've had five. And the man that you're living with now is not your husband. That's a word of knowledge. That is factual information that Jesus wouldn't have known about if the Holy Spirit had not given it to him. So Jesus operated in the word of knowledge quite often in the scriptures. In the book of Acts, the apostle Peter was given revelation from God that the gospel was for the Gentiles as well as the Jews. Well, how did he know that? God showed him in a vision. And then, after Peter got done arguing with God about the fact that Gentiles could receive the gospel, God told him, hey, Peter, there are three men on their way to your house right now. Go downstairs. They're going to knock, open the door, and don't question anything they tell you. Just believe what they tell you. So that was word of knowledge, word of wisdom. God was communicating with Peter about his plan. Word of knowledge is information, but it doesn't accomplish the will of God unless we do something about it. If Peter had not gone down and opened the door to those three Gentiles who were coming, if he would have not met them, the gospel would never have gone to the Gentiles. Peter had to obey. And when you receive a word of knowledge, you have to obey. God is telling you, hey, that person has a problem and I want to fix it. Then you have to exercise authority, release power, kick out the demons. You need to do something that is going to change that situation. So that's how the word of knowledge works. Although, I will say this, I have been to healing meetings where there's a crowd of people and someone up on the platform has a microphone and they will call out words of knowledge and they'll tell a person, 
if you have this condition, stand up. And the people will stand up and they'll be healed without anyone praying for them. Sometimes just an act of faith, of standing up, raising your hand, will appropriate your healing. Sometimes, but not always. My experience has been more often when God gives me a word of knowledge, I have to go and do something. I have to pray for that person, release power, exercise authority, something like that. I'll give you a couple of examples of that. One time I had a dream. I woke up in the morning, I had a dream about healing birth defects. And the next day when I went to work, the first patient I transported was a young girl who had Down syndrome. And her parents were believers. And I would not normally have had much faith to heal Down syndrome because I don't know of any testimonies of Down syndrome ever being healed that I know of. I'm sure it has been, but I haven't. I've seen a lot of, read a lot of testimonies, listened to a lot of testimonies. I don't know of any that I can think of of Down syndrome being healed. So I prayed for this girl in the ambulance with her parents with faith because God gave me the dream about healing birth defects before I went on the call. That was a word of knowledge. And it was almost like it gave me the gift of faith. So the gift of faith is supernatural faith that you don't have. God gives you this confidence, this faith, to pray for a situation you normally would not have much faith for. And I think along with the word of knowledge, I probably received a gift of faith to pray for that girl to be healed. Now, I dropped her off at the hospital with her parents. I don't know if she was healed. I was not able to follow up with her. But that's an example of uh, word of knowledge. Another one that I had, I was at an airport one time, and Denise and I were standing in line at a, at a coffee shop. Uh, we, we had a long wait for our flight, went to get some coffee. And as I often do when I'm in line, I close my eyes. And in my mind... I saw an image of a woman with long kind of brownish blonde hair and I saw the word migraines. So I started looking around for her. I'm at an airport, right? There's people all over the place and I don't see her anywhere. But I thought, okay, well, maybe the image that I saw was not exactly like her. So I started just asking random women, hey, do you have migraine headaches? No. Well, what about you? Do you have migraine headaches? No. I asked like five people and nobody had migraines. And I thought, okay, that's really weird. I know I received a word of knowledge, but nobody around me had migraine headaches. So Denise and I go and sit down and we get on our flight. We're in the air. We've been in, in, in the air now for about an hour and a half. And I'm reading the book, Power Healing by John Wimber, because I'm just learning about healing. And this was probably, gosh, seven years ago. So I'm reading this book, Power Healing by John Wimber. I look up from reading the book and I see a woman standing in line to go to the bathroom. And it's the woman that I had seen in the vision when I was back at the coffee shop. It's the exact same woman. So I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So I get up out of my seat and I go over to her and I say, hey, do you happen to have migraine headaches? And she is like, her mouth just drops open. She's like, what? How did you know I had migraine headaches? And I said, well, God showed me that you have migraines and he wants me to pray for you. So she said, okay, I'm going to the bathroom. Meet me at my seat when I'm done and you can pray for me. So she went and she sat down. 
I went and met her at her seat. Fortunately, she was sitting right on the row on the wing where there's a little bit of extra space. So I got to pray for her and her headaches were gone after we were done. And uh, I got to pray for her husband. So that is how God speaks to us. He gives us revelation. He gives us information. He wants people healed. And, and God will, you know, he wants, he has so much love, so much compassion. He wants us to reach out and get people healed. That's what he wants us to do. He's given us authority. He's given us his power. He's given us the ability to kick out demons and get rid of pain. And all we need to do is focus on what he is showing us about other people. And he will teach us and he will get those people healed through us. We just have to be obedient. Another thing to consider about words and knowledge. God will sometimes highlight a person in a crowd. I know people who say that a person will appear almost if they're in a spotlight. Like the rest of the crowd will, will become in a, in a dim light and this one person will be highlighted in the spotlight and they'll just stand out from the rest of the crowd. If you're paying attention and you see that, God will sometimes give you information about that person, medical conditions that they have, financial situations that he wants to address. There are many different ways in which God can reveal to us things that he wants to address in that person's life. Sometimes it's emotional healing. You never really know. So you need to be open and learn how to receive revelation from God. Words of knowledge often present as a pain in your body that you don't normally have. And the people that I know who operate in healing and miracles, many times they will be at a prayer meeting or church and they'll have pain in their shoulder, pain in their neck, pain in their back, pain someplace. And they know it's a word of knowledge because they don't normally have pain there. The pain just suddenly shows up like that. They have pain. And they'll look around and they'll announce, hey, if anyone has lower back pain, if anyone has shoulder pain, get over here. Let me pray for you. Many people will feel a word of knowledge as pain that they don't normally have. And when you pray for that person and they're healed, the pain that you are feeling goes away. That's how you know it's not arthritis or some other thing kicking in. If you pray for somebody and your pain goes away, it was a word of knowledge. And many people have those kind of experiences and they don't realize God is showing them something. Now, let me give you an example. I was at a grocery store one time. I was on duty. Me and my partner went into a grocery store and I had pain right here in the back of my hand. I was just minding my own business. I didn't hit anything. I didn't trip. I just developed this really severe pain, small area right there about the size of a dime. And I thought, that is the weirdest thing. It just hurts like crazy. And I couldn't figure out why my hand hurt, except that I thought, well, maybe God's giving me a word of knowledge. Although I, I don't normally receive words of knowledge as pain in my body. So I was at the deli getting some lunch. I asked the guy behind the counter, hey, do you have like pain in the back of your hand? He said, nope. I asked a few other people that were there at the deli, do you have pain? Everyone said, nope. So I was a bit frustrated. I paid for my food and I went out to the ambulance and I got in and I told my EMT partner, hey, weirdest thing, man, I got this pain in the back of my hand right there. It's just all of a sudden, you know, showed up. He goes, where is that pain? And I said, right there, back of my hand. He goes, how long have you had it? And I said, about 10 minutes. He goes, that's crazy. He said, I've had pain right there in my hand all week. 
And what happened was he was in a tree in his backyard trimming some branches and he was hanging onto a branch and it broke. And this broken limb went into his hand and he had a soft tissue injury right through the middle of his hand. And he, would be, he had been in excruciating pain all week and never told me about it. So <laughs> I put my hand on his hand, released power, commanded the soft tissue to be healed, and boom, like that, all of his pain was gone. So God can give you a word of knowledge as pain in your body that you don't normally have. And if you don't realize that it's pain that somebody else has, you're not going to know that you're, it's, you need to get somebody healed. So the next time you have pain, ask around and find out if anyone around you has, has pain in their body. You, you'll be surprised at how often pain in your body will, is actually a manifestation. It's a word of knowledge for somebody else. Once you start flowing in that and, and learning how God is speaking to you, you, you might be shocked at how often God is trying to do things through you that you're not aware of. Let me give you one of the more unusual words of knowledge that I had. Probably six years ago, seven years ago, I was changing the timing belt on my Subaru. And I had taken everything off the front end. I took the old timing belt off. I put the new one on, lined up all the timing marks, put the cover back on, and tried to start the engine, and it wouldn't start. And I was using the service manual, and I was looking make sure I had everything the way it was supposed to be. And it wouldn't start. And I was very frustrated. So I took the timing belt cover off. I looked again at the timing marks, checked everything, did this two or three times. The car wouldn't start. I was so frustrated. So I closed my eyes. Guess what God showed me? I closed my eyes and in my mind, in a vision, I see the timing belt, the camshaft, the crankshaft. I see the gears and I see the timing marks on the gears, and I highlighted was a mark I didn't know about. There were actually two marks on the camshaft gear, one on the front, and there was one on the back, and the one on the back was larger. And I was like, oh gosh, I think I'm using the wrong mark. So I looked again in the service manual, and sure enough, there were two marks, and I was using the wrong one. So I took the gear off, and I moved it, rotated it to where the right mark was, put it back on, put the cover back on, engine started right up and it ran fine. So God gave me a word of knowledge about the timing on my engine being wrong. But if I had not calmed myself down and closed my eyes and asked God to show me what was wrong, I never would have known that. God cares about the little tiny things that you care about way more than you realize. If you care about it, God cares about it. And God wants to help you. He wants to help you solve problems. He wants to help get you out of trouble. He wants to get people healed. He is so good and he is so compassionate. We don't realize how good he is, how much he loves us and how much he wants to help us. But it really comes down to learning how to receive revelation in visions through sensations in your body, through impressions in your mind. That is how God speaks to us. This is all about relationship. It's all about having a relationship with God through the Spirit. And if you're not hearing God very well, and if you're not sensing, hearing the small voice, if you're not seeing visions, it comes down to spending time alone in the quiet 
learning to hear God's voice. I never saw visions until I spent some time alone, kind of went into my little cave, and I had to spend a few weeks sitting alone in the quiet, allowing God to show me visual revelation and learn how he speaks to me through visions. Take the symbolic imagery of visions and translate that into English. There is a learning process. It is a, it's a little bit of trial and error. You have to learn his ways, learn how he communicates, learn that sometimes you're going to get it wrong, sometimes you'll get it right. It's, it's all developing the relationship. It's just like meeting anybody else. If you ever meet somebody and you start out dating, you have to learn their ways. You have to learn their moods. You have to learn how they communicate, their feelings. Any relationship that you de- develop with a person, it takes time to develop that relationship, to understand who they are, how they think, how they operate. God is the same way. You just have to spend time developing the relationship. And the reason why a lot of people aren't successful in healing and miracles and words of knowledge is because they've never taken time to develop their relationship. That's what it comes down to. It's all about relationship. On that note, I'm going to end this lesson for the week. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this helpful. If you need more information, I have tons and tons of free articles and videos and podcasts on my website, prayingmedic.com. If you need prayer, you can email me through my website. You can send me a message on Twitter or you can send me a message on Facebook. Love you guys. You're awesome. Thanks for tuning in and I will catch you on next Supernatural Saturday. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.